It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome back to the Franchise Focus Podcast Series here at the Fantasy Points Podcast and FantasyPoints.com. Joe Dolan, Tom Brawley, Graham Barfield here today talking Philadelphia Eagles who have been in the news this week as, well, they usually are. There's usually something going on with the Philadelphia Eagles, whether it be good or usually bad over these last couple of years. And this this, this uh, week, guys, as we broke down uh, earlier in the week on the podcast on the New York Giants edition, is the Carson Wentz injury. Now, we we kind of disassociated it from the New York Giants because I thought it needed to be timely. So we discussed that. But what? long story short, it decreases the Eagles' chances, significantly so in my opinion, of getting an extra first-round pick, which would be their third from the Indianapolis Colts um, in uh, the 2022 NFL draft. So uh, we're going to talk Philadelphia Eagles today, guys. And um, I guess the, the news that's come out here, and let's just start with the news before we get into the win totals and everything. Devontae Smith has an MCL sprain. It looks like he's going to be out about two weeks. Um, our guy Edwin Porras is not worried. But of course, you know, when you see injury for hyped up Eagle, Eagles fans utterly melted down. I still think there's fires burning in the streets of Philadelphia. Um, I, I just, the, the, the Lincoln financial field is under 24 hour locking key guarded up. Uh, <laughs> presence i i mean like eagles fans cannot handle this and i understand it from from perspective but guys i'm looking at it from this from this regard every indication is that the eagles view this as a minor injury it's an mcl sprain edwin said it's probably less serious than the one that cost uh uh, nick chubb a couple of games last year graham i'm gonna start with you if there is an adp dip on Devontae smith i'm buying the dip i don't think this is a big big deal yeah, they have every incentive, obviously, to take it super, super slow with him as well. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I, I kind of haven't been drafting a lot of Devontae Smith. I thought I'd have some more. Um, but, you know, the market's just been pretty pretty bullish on him. Seventh, eighth yeah, round, it has I've been, been drafting more like Debo. Yeah, but yeah, man, I've been drafting more Debo and, and Michael Gallup in that range. Um, but I'm with you. I think, you know, if you start slipping in that round nine, round ten range, that's fine. I mean, because, in, you know, with these rookies, unless, you know, they're like Justin Jefferson and they just, you know, are immediately like contributors early in the year. For the most part, you're drafting these rookie receivers. They kind of stash on your bench until the mid to the late end of the season. You can have a, you know, a, an upside play as your wide receiver three. And I think Devontae Smith still fits that bill. Um, I, you know, Edwin giving, you know, his kind of uh, his uh, nod of approval was was strong there. But, you know, I, anytime you have a speed receiver who has like a knee or hammy injury, it, it definitely uh, it definitely should scare you just a little bit. But we'll see, we'll see how far Smith falls here. Yeah, I'll, yeah, be, I, I'll I just, be buying it. I, I don't know about you, Joe. Yeah. But I, I've been kind of in on him whenever I see him get to the eighth and sometimes the ninth round. And, uh, you know, I'm also targeting Jalen Hurts around that range. So, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll pair those guys up for, for a little stack there in the eighth, ninth round. But – um, I don't think it's time to be overly concerned here. Um, you know, it seems like Devonte Smith. I mean, every, everybody says that he's pretty sharp, and uh, you know, I don't think we're gonna get a, you know have a problem here where he falls behind in the playbook or you know not you know of course you want the rookie to get more reps with the uh, you know the first team and get those a couple preseason reps, but I, I don't see it being a major problem for him. Uh, you know, 
the reason I've been in on them, I, you know, there's I think there's a nice path here to to leading this passing game to you know holding the the edge and target share. Um, I, you know, we're used to these rookies having getting out of the gates slow, but uh, feels like he's you know pretty pro ready and uh, in a great situation here. So that you know that's why I have been pretty bullish on him. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Grant. Like. You know, that Debo Samuel, you know, Jarvis Landry, uh, not Jarvis Landry, uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, those kind of guys, I've been taking over them. But, you know, once Smith, it, you know, gets into that eighth round, that that's when I start looking at him. Yeah, I, and by the way, he's he's been going kind of in the Jerry Judy range. I think that's going to consistently be Judy now, yeah. which I agree with. Like I like I prefer Judy, but I'll buy the dip on Devontae Smith. Um, we'll we'll talk more about some of the receivers here. There's actually quite a bit we could talk about with Philadelphia. There's because I they're not expected to be very good. By the way, Tom, six and a half wins, minus one thirty to the over. So the the markets do think that or at least the betters think that this team might be a little bit better than its lined win total. Plus 550 to win the NFC East, plus 275 to make the playoffs, plus 5,000 for the NFC, plus 10,000 to win the Super Bowl. They are in the weakest division in the NFL, though, Tom. Um, I think Dallas, people would say, is probably the quote-unquote class there um, (laughs) with Dak Prescott back. Meanwhile, Washington might have one of the top five defenses in the NFL, and they're the defending division champions. But, you know, if Jalen Hurts comes out and runs around and makes plays and is better than people might expect, I think you could probably see a pathway to this team winning the division. Yeah, no, no, it's certainly in play, and that you know that's why it's five fifty. You know, if this was any other division in football, you know, it'd probably be closer to a thousand. So, uh, you know, I think they've had a solid off season. I, I've actually liked some of their their veteran signings for you know one year yeah. deals. Uh, you know, getting Ryan Kerrigan and. Steven Nelson and, you know, just some of these, you know, just to tighten that defense up a little bit, one year deals, you're not locking up for the future, but I I think that's kind of, this is kind of a weird year for the Eagles. They, they're loading up on these draft picks, uh, you know, signing guys to one year deals. They're kind of keeping it flexible for next off season. Uh, But they're also giving the, the quarterback that they drafted in the second round last, last year, a chance to see what he can do. So um, it's yeah. a team that's kind of yeah. like in between a real rebuild or, or are we tanking? It, it's, it's kind of a, a weird year here. And that's why I think, um, you know, the, the line is at six and a half. If there were signs that this team was right. kind of going for it this year, uh, you know, we even had the incident at the end of last year in the, the regular season finale where they tanked there in the last game. Um, you know, if they get to December here and, you know, they're trending in the wrong direction and they want to get one of those top five, top 10 picks, um, you know, maybe they rest guys that are battling injuries or so I think that is kind of baked into this line as well. So um, it's a it's a tough it's a tough line. I, I'm not involved in, yeah. in it at all. It's it's a it's a team that should it's be very right around, line. you know. Right around that six to eight win mark, I think is pretty safe. Well, what I think the Eagles have done here, Tom, is like you said, these one-year signings. Like, I think Howie Roseman and the front office, obviously, you bring in Nick Sirianni, a new coach. And what I think he's doing here is like, you know, what if Jalen Hurts takes a big step? Mm-hmm. And he's taken the big step, and we didn't load up around him enough to really help him thrive. What mm-hmm. I think this does is, all right, in the event Hurts does take a step, or, you know, I think, 
that there's been the Deshaun Watson talk. I can't imagine there'd be a team trading for Deshaun Watson right now. Like, but there have been those talks. Like, what if we make a trade? You know, what if Russell Wilson becomes available? What if Aaron Rodgers becomes available? Like, they probably have set themselves up, given they have many high picks next year, to just say, hey, look, there is a chance here, which I think is interesting. But, Graham, the best outcome for the Philadelphia Eagles for the future is not using your multiple high draft picks next year to trade for Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. That's not the best possible outcome for the Philadelphia Eagles. The best possible mm-hmm. outcome for the Philadelphia Eagles is Jalen Hurts plays well this year, and then you use those high picks to supplement the roster around Jalen Hurts. That's the best possible outcome. And it looks like right now, with each passing day, that that's the path they're going to go down in 2021. Let's see if Jalen Hurts can be the guy. And for our game, that makes him pretty damn exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. And I know I know Tom mentioned just a bit ago, kind of teased it, like Hertz has been one of his guys in the seventh and eighth round. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I My strategy this year has been different than pretty much all my previous years playing fantasy. Like I've been a late round quarterback guy for a very long time. And then, you know, the past couple of years, it's, it's been more like a mid round quarterback strategy. Like I love Josh Allen, the, you know, last year, love Dak and Lamar in like round nine, 10, 11, the previous year. So, you know, the, the market's adjusting, but it hasn't really overly adjusted for Hertz. Um, in fact, his ADP's kind of dipped in the last like couple of weeks. He was like, you know, consistently round seven. Now I'm seeing him in round eight, round nine, sometimes even. Um, yeah, give give me all of that. I mean, you know, it's super small sample, but you know, Jalen Hurts in terms of efficiency was like right there in terms of fantasy points per drop back with like Russell Wilson and Ryan Tannehill last year. Um, and obviously he has, you know, the, that one, you know, kind of league winning aspect in his game in his back pocket. And we know he's a fantastic scrambler. So, yeah, I mean, even if he takes a step forward, um, a small step forward as a passer, instead of, you know, completing like 55, 58 percent of his throws, let's say he completes like 60 to 62. Even if he takes that small step, like that floor of his rushing ability is just so damn good. And so, I mean it just almost doesn't even matter how good of a passer he is um, because he's such a dynamic runner. So, yeah, I mean, if I miss out on Lamar and, and Kyler and Dak and, and those guys in kind of like that round four through six pocket, um, I've been dipping into like Russell Wilson and Hertz, and usually Hertz goes a couple rounds after Wilson. So yeah. that's kind of been my, my game plan at quarterback this year is Hertz is kind of like my second, third tier option. Yeah, I yeah think- and like, by the no. way, I – I thought, Tom, I was going to have, you know, I thought I was going to start to pull away from Hertz a little bit here because, yeah. um, you That's know, a... I, I was drafting him a lot early and some, and, and I like to diversify. But if his ADP keeps falling because now with the Devontae Smith ding up, yep, I mean, thing, yep. I, I guess I'm just going to go all in. I mean, Tom, it, yeah, I, 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 know what, I feel like the Watson stuff the last week or two was, you know, a part yeah. of that, you know, the reason why he's slipping here a little bit. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to eat that up here. I mean, I, I think that was all generated by Watson's camp. They're just trying to drum up anything that they can Absolutely. to get him out of Houston. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I've started to see him creeping into the ninth round here. Uh, in some of the some of my best ball drafts. So I'm right there yeah. with you guys. You guys know his over unders for his rushing production this year. I mean, it's what? pretty silly. It's 655. Oh, it's my half rushing touchdowns. So that's Tom, just... he could do that in 10 games. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was just literally just about to say he could be at that by like week, t- like week so 12. So that just tells you Damn. the upside that this guy has for our game. Like, that seems right, well, pretty low. If he plays 17 games, like, he could easily crush that. Yeah. So, 
Um, well, Tom, yeah. I am going to, uh, once we get off this pod, I'm about to get on my phone and I'm going to max bet the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts and, and by the way, if you're building in the fact that, oh, they might trade for Deshaun Watson, again, I think that would be stupid and I wouldn't do that now. Um, you would think Hurts is probably part of the package. So, like, he could even then go to Houston and start. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, anyway, I, I mean, I, Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback in Philadelphia. How well he does is up to you and and I think but we know he's not lacking for confidence he's not lacking for a good attitude he's gonna work his ass off so that's what's interesting about Jalen Hurts now guys I was talking to Scott Barrett yesterday and Tom I he, he mentioned a guy who I think the industry is polarized on and it's one of those guys where if you were to come out and tell me you're high on him or you were to come out and tell me you're low on him I don't think I could blame you for either and that's Miles Sanders And there's like he had one of those seasons where you could kind of paint whatever narrative you want uh, about his about his 2020 season. He had he averaged uh, 5.3 yards per carry. You know, he was over five yards per carry when Jalen Hurts was in the game. He was terrible as a receiver last year, Tom, but he was great as a receiver in 2019. And I think you can chalk up a lot of the terrible receiving production from Miles Sanders last year to the lack of chemistry with Carson Wentz to the bad scheme. But then you also look at they bring it, you know, the offensive line should be better this year if it's healthier, but you bring in Kenny Gainwell. He's a guy who's going in like that third and fourth round range, which I think is fair. I can see both sides of the coin here for Miles Sanders. Yeah, I, I, I've been on the more of the negative side. I, I just I just hate how much depth they've had uh, added at running back this offseason. It wasn't just Kenny Gainwell. You know, they still have Boston Scott. Uh, they get on Johnson, who you know, was released by the Lions this offseason, second-round pick, you know, former second Still on Jordan pick. Howard. They, they signed yeah. Jordan Howard, who could be a pain yeah. in the ass at the goal line. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not expecting all five of those guys to make the roster. Somebody's probably going to be the, the odd man out there. But I, I just hate that there's so many options behind him. Um, you know, little skeptical about his receiving upside now this year, you know, coming off a rough year last year. And now Jalen Hurts, you know, he's going to be more, you know, he's going to want to tuck it and run more often than uh, dumping it down to Miles Sanders. So, you know, the, the receiving upside isn't nearly as high. But I, I, I'm with you. The rushing upside is, you know, it gets it, it's improved here with Hurts at quarterback. Yeah. I do think the offensive line is going to be stronger. But, um, you know, I, I haven't been drafting a whole lot of Miles Sanders. I'm yeah. I'm in the more in the negative camp. But, you know, if he slips into the fourth round, I, I can't pass that up. I, but. I, I've gotten him in the fifth round a couple of times. Jeez. Like, that's the yeah. thing about Sanders is I don't think you need to be bullish on him to draft him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm taking him 10 times out of 10 over Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, that's – yeah, that's – for sure, that's like right where that tier kind of drops off. It's like Montgomery and Sanders are like the, the two guys at the end of that tier, and then it goes to yeah. Jacobs and. Yeah, I've had to bump up Montgomery my, my thing a little with, bit. Yeah, with the, yeah, the me Cohen too. My situation. thing with Sanders, yeah. my thing with Sanders too, man, is like the third, fourth round is like a sweet spot for receivers. Like yes. most of the time, I'm just taking the receiver. Yes, in that range, and it's not necessarily like a knock so much against Sanders because I'm with Tom. I'm, I'm kind of on the negative side of things, but it's just like where he goes is just. It's tough because of all those great, great receivers. Like Adam Thielen versus Miles Sanders. Like, man, I'm, I'm taking Thielen. Uh, and any interest in uh, some of these other receivers here, given the Devontae Smith uh, it, uh, uh, reports? I mean, Travis Fulgham's free. Uh, talk about a weird season for him last year. Uh, and then Jalen Rager, you know, Greg Cosell watched his tape and said, he said, I, I think Cosell insinuated his tape was better than the perception of his rookie season. It's a, it's just a weird team. Like, 
it, it, it's the team where I can be talked into so many of the players on this roster. Um, and I, I don't think you, any Joe, of them what, are overly, ex, overly um, expensive. What do you think about the tight end situation? That, this is one I've been thinking about. I've slid Dallas Goddard down my, you know, I've moved Logan Thomas and Noah Fan ahead yeah. of him here because it, it sure feels like Zach Ertz is going to be here at least for the first two months of the season. Maybe we'll try to move him at the deadline, but. Um, you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts there or what they're going to do. With, with uh, I, like, you know, Kaplan was telling us all season they're going to trade Ertz, and yeah. they must not have gotten any bites whatsoever. Um, you know, Zach Ertz is reported to training camp, by the way, bleached his hair blonde. <laughs> he looks like he's in 98 degrees. And, uh, like, I, I think Zach Ertz comes out and says, uh, you know, we've squashed the beef I had with Harry Roseman. Um and I almost wonder if that was like kind of a, uh, a a joint plan between Ertz and Roseman to say, "Look, Zach Roseman says we're trying to get you out of here. Um, if the if if the the league thinks that you're unhappy and we're going to cut you anyway, you know we're not going to do that. You're too good for us to cut. Like like let's just act like you're going to be here, um, and get then we'll the try field. to flip you for a six. Yep. Yeah, try to flip you for a six round pick, yeah. like something yeah, like that. That makes sense. I almost like uh, that's just speculation, but you know, Jimmy Kemsky, who covers the team for Philly Voices, has been saying, you know, from a salary cap perspective, it doesn't make sense for Zach Ertz to be on this team this year, like because you know you can roll over cap space, um, uh, roll over cap space and. And and have more next year when ostensibly you're going to be a better team, whether that's with Jalen Hurts or another quarterback. Um, he it, he says it doesn't make sense. I'm still waiting for that shoe to drop. But as of right now, I mean, if Zach Ertz is on this roster, guys, he's going to play. Do I think yeah. he should play over Dallas Goddard? No. But he's still one of your best receivers uh, even after a disastrous season last year. And in best ball, you know, I've thrown some darts at Zach Ertz as like the 28th tight end off the board because – if he's in Philly, he's going to catch a few passes. And if he goes somewhere else, you're going to bump him up in your rankings anyway. So, so Tom, that's how I've been handling it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Uh, it's just a, it's just been a bizarre situation. It looked like he was good as gone early in the offseason. And uh, just just no takers here. And, you know, the, the you know uh, Indianapolis situation, they seem pretty content there right now. Uh, this Grayson that's getting a lot of uh, buzz in camp as a rookie. Um, you know, the Bills go out and get Jacob Hollister, uh, you know, hit Josh Allen's buddy from Wyoming, you know, after they couldn't get a deal done. So it, it almost feel like, feels like the market has dried up a bit. But uh, we know that always that can change here. But even by the end of August here with camps, uh, you know, getting underway here, we're starting to see the injuries come out. Uh, if there's anything that happens in the preseason. So, uh, you know, I, I'm treating the situation right now like he's going to be on the roster this season. That's why I've slid down Goddard a bit. But, you know, it could easily change here over the next couple of weeks, depending on injuries and other camps. All right, guys, that'll wrap up the Philadelphia Eagles report here on Franchise Focus podcast series at the Fantasy Points podcast. Make sure you go to the website and check out the written report. Um, just a, just an absolute ass load of content. I, like, I just can't even... <laughs> I can't even like describe it. We're trying to pump these out. We can't even get them out the door fast enough because we've got to get to other stuff. So we we're we're all hands on deck to finish these up here over the next week. Hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast at Tom Brawley on Twitter at Graham Barfield on Twitter at fantasy PTS on Twitter. And I'm at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. Thank you for joining us here at fantasypoints.com, And we will talk to you tomorrow. 
Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. We'll be right back.